Brought to you by the Center for the Arts of Greater Lapeer. The PIX podcast showcases the best of the PIX Theater and Gallery 194's featured artists, musicians, and entertainers. We are the Center for All Things Art and Entertainment in Greater Lapeer. Here's your host, Jill Lynn Lyons. Hi, welcome to the PIX podcast. Our guest today is Andrea Scobie from Michigan Opera Theater. Andrea is the Director of Education. And I asked Andrea to be with us today because we have one of the Michigan Opera Theater touring programs coming up here at the PIX. This year we are showing Little Red Riding Hood. So welcome, Andrea. Thank you so much for having me. It's so great to be here this morning. It's great to meet you. Which came first? Your title is Director of Education, and you're working for an opera company, so I suspect there's some theater background in there as well. Yeah, you're absolutely right. So you started by asking what came first, and what came first was definitely uh, the theater. I was always a kid who loved musicals, loved movie musicals first, and then discovered that you could go see them live on stage with real people in the same place as you. And it's always been my favorite thing. I've, I've been a huge fan of any kind of live storytelling. So for me, it started as musical theater, but I love plays and eventually came to love opera as well. So started with some of the Gilbert and Sullivan operas when I was young. You know, those are always great for anybody of all ages, but also, you know, was aware that there are many musicals that took their inspiration from opera. So whether it's, you know, Rent is actually based on La Boheme, or you have Miss Saigon, which is adapted from uh, Madama Butterfly. So I, I was very interested in exploring where did these stories come from? And oh, Rent is a musical that was huge when I was in high school. What's that based on? And so that really brought me to opera and to understand um, what this medium was and what this art form was. So that's a little bit of, yeah, my background. I, I majored in musical theater performance and had a short career as um, a performer. I began stage managing and directing. And in that time, I started teaching theater and music classes and realized that I loved teaching every bit as much as I loved performing and that I loved seeing young people discover what the arts could do in their lives the same way that I had discovered that when I was young. So that brought me to the education. It was really the theater that came first. That's wonderful. I worked for Ohio Light Opera Company when I was in undergrad, so I'm familiar with Gilbert and Sullivan, and it is a great introduction to opera. Absolutely. Speaking of which, Michigan Opera Theater has a lot of education programs to introduce opera to kids. Is that true? That is true. Yeah. We What we'll be bringing to the picks, I guess we'll kind of start there, is a touring opera for young audiences and for family audiences. So each year we have a program. It is the program that reaches the most students for us throughout the state of Michigan, over 10,000 students a year. Um, see our touring productions. And this year we have built a brand new production of Little Red Riding Hood by the composer Seymour Barab. So Seymour Barab is so well known and well loved for his operas for the young. He's written many, many operas for young people, but I think most beloved of them is this production of Little Red Riding Hood. So, you know, when we knew we were coming back out of the pandemic, we wanted to to bring something that would just be joyful and familiar and lovely as we started returning to live performances for youth. So, so Little Red is our touring opera for this year. We have touring operas every year. We also conduct workshops and master classes in schools. We have summer programs at the opera where students can come and learn their skills, not just be audience of opera, um, but learn how to uh, be singers and be creators, be composers in some cases. We have a program
program at the Opera House that we call Create and Perform, which is exactly what it sounds like. Students come together with mentors and teaching artists in the areas of writing and theater and composition. And they create an original performance every summer at the Opera House that they put on, which is miraculous to see, to watch young people take this idea from just kind of a spark to being fully created and produced with costume set pieces. It's it's a really a magical two weeks, I have to tell you. That's really exciting. One of the things I noticed the first time we had Michigan Opera Theater here is how accessible it is for children. These productions, and I think sometimes opera kind of gets a, a bad name, a bad rap. It's only for elitists. And so it's really great. And what amazed me, I think it was Rumpelstiltskin, which is a very different take on that story, if I remember the production correctly. And there's kind of a, it was, he was, to me, kind of a scary looking character. And afterwards, that was the one all the kids flocked to. Their understanding of it was so amazing. So what age group do the touring production, I understand, but these other programs, what age group are those kids? Yeah, we our, our programs really are, well, at least on the youth side, because a, a part of what I didn't talk about was lifelong learning. So we also have lecture series and events and community concerts for adults as well. But when we're talking specifically about the youth programming, we serve grades K through, so there's something for all ages at Mission Opera Theater, our Opera Teens program for high schoolers, our, which lasts through the the school year or the opera season where students can come to the opera house, see the productions, get a little bit of a backstage peek and learn about those productions themselves, but also opera as an art form more broadly and careers in opera. We have a program for teens at the opera house called Operetta Remix, where students come and uh, perform scene songs and monologues from operetta and musical theater on the stage at the Detroit Opera House. So we love that program. Oh, wow. But for young, for our younger audiences, you know, Rumpelstiltskin, which you referenced, and this production of Little Red Riding Hood, we really tour those primarily to elementary schools. So those would be grades kind of K through five. But I would say if there are big brothers and sisters in middle or high school, there's something for everybody in these productions. You know, mom and dad, you'll you'll come and love them too. The production that you referenced of Rumpelstiltskin was kind of a co-production with Puppet Art Theater, and they created the Rumpelstiltskin character. He was actually kind of a three-quarter size human puppet, which was incredible. This production of Little Red Riding Hood is all Michigan Opera Theater. So what you're seeing is our costume department, who has designed and built the costumes, our choristers who are singing in the roles of Little Red and the Wolf, Little Red's grandmother and mother, uh, played by Michigan Opera Theater singers, and the set by our incredible uh, set designer, uh, Monica Spencer, comes out as well. So this is really a fully contained opera that's coming straight to your community. So does Michigan Opera Theater have its own company then of um, performers that perform primarily for Michigan Opera Theater? Yeah, you know, in the education department, we have a group of folks that we refer to as our touring ensemble. And so these are the people who take out productions like Little Red Riding Hood, who might go out and do recitals or master classes for students who would perform in community concerts. But these are also folks who appear on our main stage. So in some of the chorus roles and smaller roles, you'll see them kind of in all facets of Michigan Opera Theater. So I have to shout out the the person who will be playing our wolf in Little Red, David Moen, just completed the production of Frida for Michigan Opera Theater. 
years. So that was our first opera back after pandemic. And David had a production on our main role in our main stage production of Frida, and then comes out this Saturday to play the wolf at the Picks at, uh, <laughs> in, in Little Red Riding Hood. So fantastic. Yeah, we yeah, we have amazing artists that we work with at MOT on stage and off, and to be able to bring them out into the community and let people know just the the depth of talent that exists in Michigan is an amazing part of my job. Yeah. Well, it sounds like you have a really fun job. I think that I have the best <laughs> job. I, have to say. I, I say that frequently and no disrespect to my colleagues who work hard and do, do incredible work, but you know, I, I get to be out in the community meeting folks. I get to see young people encounter this art form for the first time. To your earlier point, Jill, there is kind of a, a stigma and a, you know, kind of a belief that opera is for a certain group of people. And those people are rich people and older people and white people. And that has historically been true. And we have to own that. But what we're trying to do at Michigan Opera Theater and what I'm specifically trying to do through the work in the education department is to open opera up because it, it's for all people. It's it's telling stories. And opera is an incredible vehicle to tell stories, to tell stories of all communities and all time periods. And so you'll really see that in a lot of new operas, contemporary opera, and you'll see that in the touring productions through Michigan Opera Theater. I like to think of your touring productions that come here to the Picks kind of as a gateway drug to opera. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> because I think when you learn when you're young, how accessible it really is. And I think, and I might be wrong on my history here, didn't opera start out as being for the masses and the lower classes? Wasn't isn't that the very beginning origins of opera's storytelling? Well, opera really did. I mean, our, our you know, kind of the, the thought of opera as for elite is really deeply rooted because opera was originally written for the courts, for kings and queens. Okay. So the okay. very earliest operas are about kings and queens and gods and goddesses. And it wasn't until, you know, a little bit later that we started to see operas about the common folk. But once those operas did start to take hold, those are some of the most beloved operas in the canon. You know, you look at a piece like La Boheme, which Michigan Opera Theater is performing this year. It's our first return oh, to yay. the Opera House. In April, our production of Frida took place at Music Hall. And La Boheme is about poor, penniless students, kind of everyday folks. And that opera was revolutionary when it came out. That was preceded by an opera called Cavalleria Rusticana, which again, Michigan Opera Theater did outdoors earlier this year. And that was really one of the first operas about just regular people in a community that you might live in. And that was revolutionary for the art form. So yeah, I would say that there's a longer history of opera being for the people, but our early our early kind of years being particularly for kings and queens has kind of haunted us even now all these years later. <laughs> even now. <laughs> even now, people still think it's for kings and queens, but it's really not. And I think Little Red Riding Hood is is one way of of showing that these stories are ubiquitous. These stories are for everybody. And, and it's fun and it's accessible and it's funny and it's lighthearted. That's one of the joys of Little Red Riding Hood, I think. That's wonderful. That is fantastic. How long have these education programs been been around? For a long time. I have the great kind of honor and privilege to follow in the footsteps of Karen DiChiara, who founded the Department of Education and Community Programs at Michigan Opera Theater well over 40 years ago. Karen started taking, you know, small scale productions and classes into communities all over Michigan, from Detroit to Monroe, up to Copper Harbor. Karen was everywhere throughout the state with these programs. So she leaves us big shoes to fill, but we are happy to fill them and to continue on that great work that she started all those years ago. 
Well, I am so thrilled that you're coming to Lapeer and that everyone here is going to get the chance to see Little Red Riding Hood. And that is this Saturday, March 5th at 2.30 here at the Picks. And our tickets are free of charge because we think it's so important for families with young children to be able to come to see these things. And we don't want money to be an obstacle. So thank you. thank you so much for that. We are always delighted to come up to the picks. You all are a wonderful partner. Being in Lapeer is fabulous. And I would just <laughs> say to anyone who's listening and might be on the fence uh, to come see Little Red Riding Hood, you might be surprised at how much fun you have. You might discover something new and you'll hear some really great music and have some laughs while you're there. So come on out and see us. Thank you so much for being with us today, Andrea. We hope you've enjoyed this episode of the Picks Podcast. To learn more about upcoming shows and events, visit www.centerforthearts.lapeer.org.